Ask the Podcast Coach for May 14th, 2022. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music that means, hey, it's Saturday. It's uh, time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the school of podcasting.com. And joining me right over there is the one and only Jim Cullison from the average guy. TV. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. I don't know what it is about that music, but both of us uh, in pre-show are struggling a little bit with energy. <laughs> but as soon as the music starts, like oh, I'm all fired up. That's like that's like uh, what do they walk on music? Is that what they call that's it? it. On the, is that what they call it? Yeah. So it's always always good to be together on a Saturday morning. Yeah, it's uh, it is one of those things where we're we're both kind of. Uh, I had a friend in from out of town this week. And so twice this week, um, I was staying up later than I usually did. And, you know, the, the beautiful thing is it's going to be beautiful out today, uh, here in Ohio. So yeah, I, I hope I can get same some time to uh, get outside, but, uh, Jim, are you thirsty? I am. Let's get cranked. Always thirsty. That's it. And of course that coffee pour is brought to you by our friend Mark over at podcastbranding.co. Here's the cool thing about Mark. There are many. Number one, he's a podcaster. That's You have no idea how huge that is until you work with someone who's not a podcaster. And they're like, a, a what? So he's a podcaster. He's an award-winning graphic artist. And it's really a personalized approach. He listens to your podcast. He's going to meet with you one-on-one to talk to you about what kind of brand do you want. He's going to listen to your podcast. He's going to listen to your music and just make sure everything fits so that from the minute people see you, because remember, they see you before they hear you, everything is going to match up and just create this awesome brand. And of course, if you need more than artwork, he can do an entire website for you. If you need some sort of lead magnet or anything that you want to look good, there's really only one place to go, and that is Mark. Now, here's the other bonus, of course. I have to mention it. He's Canadian, and that means he's going to be polite. Podcastbranding.co. Tell him Dave and Jim sent you. I always like to see you race up to the last minute. <laughs> well, I can't. I've said this before. I need new glasses, and I was like, I can't read the numbers on the Roadcaster Pro, but... Uh, we do have, uh, it's fun. We had two people on, uh, podcast or what are this is, uh, Twitter spaces. Yeah. We had four. We're down to one. So oh, they, they walked it. in and heard a bunch of ads and said, yeah, enough yeah, of this. Why? But anyway, well, we have, we have more. Yeah, let's, let's get these out of the way. Big thanks to Dan LeFebvre over there based on a true story podcast at based on a true story podcast.com. They uh, have a new episode out for the, uh, based on the 1956 film, The Conqueror. And I think it's going to be interesting because they made movies differently in 1956. So you might, if you're interested in that, check it out based on a true story podcast.com 203 episodes. If you're looking for a new podcast and then, you know, Dave, we're powered by coffee here. And I mentioned last week that I had, I was trying a new coffee and I think, I think Chris, Chris Colcane, I'm sorry, Colnane, who, uh, who's always sending me coffee, sent me some more Island coffee and he knows my favorite is the green room so chris thank you for thanks for doing that i think he was just a little worried like oh you can't like this is just the best coffee in the world and it always (laughs) fires me up on on saturday mornings not a sponsor here but but uh they could be 
if they wanted to be. And uh, Chris, thanks for. I got two. It's always nice, Dave. You get. Yeah, I got two packages uh, of coffee in the mail. How great! So, Chris, thank you. Appreciate that. There we go. And of course, this music. That's loud. Um, yeah, that is because we have not a new patron, but our buddy Ross Brand. Over at uh, Lives, oh, this is funny. I can't remember his, uh, I'm drawing a total blank. Livestream Universe? Livestream? He's the king of Livestream. That's what I, yes, Livestream. That is so funny that I cannot remember. Here we go, Livestream Universe. I have it. It's right on the top of the, Dave, it's right there. There it is. Yes, it's right there on the top of the screen. Wow. Did we mention that Dave's tired? Yes, LivestreamUniverse.com. Uh, that's so funny. Is This is the joys of live, because if this wasn't live, I'd redo that. Uh, but Ross has uh, been very generous to uh, help us out. He has taken his patronage from uh, his previous level up to $20 a month. So if you really, and I, I don't say this because he just, he's now a, a, an awesome supporter. I've said it before. This is a guy, and this is one thing maybe we should talk about, is... Um, I was talking with somebody the other day about PodPage, and they said, why doesn't PodPage have the ability to not only collect emails, but to be an email service as well, like AWeber or, you know, all the MailChimp on all this? I said, because Brendan has decided to do one thing, and that's be the easiest way to make a great looking podcast website. Mm-hmm. And I said, there is a whole lot of shenanigans when it comes to being an email provider. Cause you've got spam, you've got deliverability, you've got all this other stuff that you have to deal with. And I said, I think it's best sometimes when you let the, um, the mail chimps and the a webbers and the, I always forget the convert kits, let them be the best at email. You do your thing and we're going to do our thing. And Ross is a guy that does live streaming. Like, obviously, he does podcasting and things like that. But if somebody asked me, hey, I have a question about, like, the best green screens and all that other kind of live streaming stuff, I'd be like, go talk to Ross. Because I know some. I Obviously, we're live streaming now. But uh, I did see somebody ask, and I'm not sure why it didn't fix itself, last week the episode about the 41 minute mark just took a giant dump. Like just, and I was like, Oh, so I think it was, um, uh, boy, there's, there's the brain again. Uh, Jason Bryant, let me know. And he was like in Mexico or someplace. I forget where he's off traveling and said, Hey, just so you know, ask the podcast coach just goes at like the 41 minute mark. So I listened to, I don't know what the deal was, but it was correct. So I uploaded a file and it, you know, should have replaced itself. And the, uh, I apparently did not. So I also did for our patrons, I just did a whole new episode. And so, uh, my apologies for that. I will look into this when we're done here, but it should have fixed itself a long time ago. So, um, but, uh, James, James is nuts, by the way. Because James has a, a, the, an adorable little boy, and yet every time I see James, he's off to the gym doing push-ups and chin-ups oh, and nice. all I sorts like of it. stuff. I so, like But on the other oh. hand, if you have a little kid, Goodness. you kind of want to be around for the little kid. Right. Gotta take care of yourself. Right. Getting ready Goodness. to launch a new show. He's super excited. What's the one thing most people forget to do before launch and realize it's a big deal? Uh, list your show. 
Yeah, see, that's not a. It's a. Eh, I was going to say, make sure to list your show in all the directories. That is actually the question of the month, by the way, at the School of Podcasting. If you're not in all the directories, no judgment. I just want to know why. Schoolofpodcasting.com slash question. Um, what's the thing that people forget? I think to put, I see this a lot. People forget to put links to Apple, Google, Spotify, and Amazon. To me, that's the top four on their website. And then I'm doing this uh I'm ruining it, by the way, the podcast trailer show. And I'm amazed at how many people say, find me, go find my show in whatever podcast app you're listening to, which is fine. I Kudos for being in all the apps. And I'm just like, man, depending on what the name of your show is, finding you could be a, an issue. Yeah. Um, I, I think people worry too much about the launch. <laughs> yeah. Like just, just get moving because you're going to discover as you, as you go for the next six months or a year or whatever, however long you're going to go, you'll figure out things change and those new things to do. And there's like, it's just not, I mean, yeah, it's an important day and you know, it's, it's awesome. But I, I, you know, it's, it's just, there's so much more to it day in and day out. I think, what a lot of podcasters do is they focus so much on the technical aspects of getting it right that they forget there's an audience. And so when the audience, when the audience contacts them or sends them an email or tries to communicate with them or sends them something on Twitter, they're not there to answer that. And in the early days of podcasting, not, not like early days, like 2005, yeah. but I mean, in in your podcast, when you just started, you have some time to, to communicate with your listeners one-on-one. And you should. You should be doing everything you can, either via email or whatever. It's just a unique time. And so I think the number one mistake folks make is they don't engage with their audience more That's, than they should. Yeah, I think I, I had someone in a Facebook group that said, hey, I'm not getting that many subscribers, but everyone I talk to loves my podcast. And I went, I've heard that phrase before. Mm. And then you listen to it and you go, do you realize that like your microphone's in another state when you're talking into it? Like that doesn't sound good. But everybody's like, oh, it's great. Oh, honey, look at you. You're all professional. I'm like, you notice nobody's talking about your content. They're talking about you and how you sound and how you look. And I was like, I, I think that's it. People don't don't listen to it and and ask questions like, did you listen to the whole podcast? What was the biggest takeaway? from that episode and would you recommend this to a friend that enjoys this topic those are hard questions to ask they're even harder if you get somebody who's not this is why you need somebody who's not related to you because your family would be like oh it's great i love the thing about the thing and then yeah so i think that's probably an important thing that people miss is they don't get any kind of constructive feedback because everybody thinks everybody thinks constructive feedback is hey can you take this and rip it to shreds? And they might find one thing that they were confused on and 17 things they thought were really great. And everybody's like, ah, and I get that. So uh, James says, I'm still working on linking to all the directories. Apple podcast is still pending. pending. That's surprising. And, They're, they've been really, really fast. Yeah. When you, like when you go minutes. into podcasts with an S podcast, connect.apple.com, even before it's like in the directory, once you submit it, in the bottom right-hand corner, there's a link to your show. Because I remember it's like, whoa, that's new. So it's a little more slightly confusing because of the whole, is this a paid subscription podcast? 
you have to answer a few more questions and things like that. Um, so, uh, it's, I, I still would. I know we've talked about this a lot. We haven't talked about it in a while, though. I still would rather get five to ten podcasts out on uh, with focusing on the quality of the content and and working those things, and then somewhere between five and 10, do the big launch, whatever you're going to do, however you're going to advertise it, whatever, you know, however you're going to work it. Cause you get, you get better. The more of these that you do, you get better. And I think five is better than one and 10 is better than five, you know, from a quality standpoint, from you finding your voice and you doing your thing. And, and I think I'd invite them. I'd, I'd do a big launch at 10 and not one. Um, I, I just think, it gives you some time to get in and takes the pressure off, get some episodes out there, share them. I mean, do some stuff. And then when you've, when you got a whole, when you got that, you got 10 or whatever in the backlog, folks can go back and find it, then go do a big. And today you got to do a media launch. Like you can't, your chances are your circle of influence is just not big enough to, for, to, to do a Facebook LinkedIn, however you're going to do it, right? You're going to need to get outside. You're going to need to pay or something along those lines to get outside of your sphere of influence. I wouldn't do any of that though until I had 10 episodes done, you know, done and published. Just that makes more sense to me, Dave. Well, the thing that I was surprised with, because I, this new show that I'm doing, the podcast trailer show, I'm using a dynamic tool and it's one of those things where you go, okay, I'll do a trailer, then I'll play an ad, then I'll do a trailer, then I'll play an ad, and then I'll close it up. Okay. but it, And you, you listen to your trailers, and you're like, okay, cool, and I'm keeping everything super short. But when I actually listened to the show, I was like, whoa, that's way too many ads. My It was like 30% of my content yeah. was ads. And I was yeah. like, that that looked okay on paper, but man. So then I made the ad, then I put the ads into one slot instead of um, ad trailer, ad trailer. I went trailer, ad, ad trailer. And I was like, okay, that's better, but I got to make the ad shorter. And eventually I was like, there are a couple of things I just, and this is really in theory, the stuff I should have done and not published. You know, we always right, talk about record right. 10 and, and delete them. I'm just yeah. doing them in public, um, right, which is fine. Right. Cause I think I'm getting, a whole, um, I think I had 23 downloads for the first episode, uh, Yeah, you know, so, uh, it's, it's gonna, what I like about it is I'm getting in front of people that are new. It's a new bubble that I'm getting into. Uh, cause I, I usually alert the people that I'm promoting their promo that, um, you know, Hey, you've been spotlighted over here. Uh, Fred says, Hey, can you refresh us on the question of the month for May? It is. Are you listed in all the directories? And I kind of throw out Amazon because I'm I'm somewhat confused. And again, I'm not trying to be judgy here. Why people don't list their show in Amazon? Is it I don't know? Or is there some sort of strategy? I, I've seen people that like, nope, I'm in Apple. If you want me, I'm in Apple. And that's the only place I'm listing. And I'm like, okay. And that's, again, if that's the case, then what's your strategy? And again, I'm not here to bash it. I just want to know why, because it's that whole understand before being understood. Uh, and you can find that. You can find it always at schoolofpodcasting.com slash question. Uh, and then I just point it to whatever tool I'm using to uh, to collect that and, and go that whole nine yards. But um, it really is. I, I think I had, 
Well, here, here are some questions that I'm confused with that, again, I think sometimes we overthink stuff, and I'm not quite sure. It's a little weird. One was, uh, when you're too lazy or can't find the motivation to create a new episode, what do you do? And I was like, quit? I don't know. Don't do an episode? Um, or, I mean, I've, I've been in that situation, and I spent an evening one time looking for resources to bring me more content so it wasn't so hard to get to, uh, you know, to, to do the show. But the one that really, I was like, really? We're still asking, and again, this sounds kind of judgy, but I'm just like, in the world of Google, we're asking things like, how do you find really anything? But the question is, how do you find guests for your podcast? And I was like, because every time I turn around, there's guestio, there's, you know, podcast guests, there's, you know, I just like, wow, okay. Um, And then how do you get more reviews for your podcast? And I was like, ask? (laughs) I mean, how? Hmm. I don't know. So it's uh, the the Facebook groups this morning were Well, that question maybe though. Let's let's put a little spin on that question. Y- yes, ask. Let's just yeah, that's right. one thing. But getting a conversion on an ask is a whole nother, you know, it's a whole nother expectation. Typically, you know, you you ask your audience to do something, you're going to get about a 3% response, right? We know that from just all the stats and and everything we get back. Varies by audience, blah blah blah. But so getting a get a getting a higher conversion, I think, from your audience on that than three percent is is really it's really hard. It's a lot of work. And I think you have to keep this is one of those, you know, everybody varies on this, but I think you have to keep asking. You know, you have to keep reminding yeah. your audience. You have to kind of place it in a spot where, you know, maybe it's maybe it's not up front, it's at the end, right? Your most engaged audience is at the very end. If anybody's going to do anything, it's the person who made it all the way to the end. So those kinds, I think those, oftentimes those kind of statements. And then, of course, social proof or social rewards by recognizing the ones that do leave reviews. People often feel like, okay, oh, hey, I can get, I can get my name up there if I just leave this review, right? If I, if I make a big deal about it. So, I think you've got to kind of put a reward system in place if you're going to, if you want reviews and some people do, Dave, I know we don't, we're, we're not always big fans of the review, right? Well, but my whole thing some people, is, it's important. Yeah. And my whole thing is a, as long as you know, it doesn't help you get found. It's social proof. And B for me, in my opinion, I don't think the best use of them is reading them at the very beginning of the show. Like, mm-hmm. hey, welcome to Ask yeah. the Podcast Coach. Jim Mom 37 said, Hey, love the show. Great guests. Okay. Like, hey, we're gonna start off the show talking about how great I am. It's like so Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I'd agree. Get that content up first. Yeah. Even now, even though put, we don't, even though we don't do that. <laughs> well, you said a great point. Put it at the end where your mega listener is. Mm-hmm. Right? The person that's mm-hmm. really into the show and you know, it's a great way to to have people do that. So, um, yeah, the um, the inside baseball, the well, and for folks for folks who don't know what that that because that's a phrase that may not resonate with everyone. Uh, right. th- in other words, the 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 stuff that only matters to the to the core audience, right? The jokes, the inside jokes, the 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 community stuff, as I like to call it. 
can should probably make its way now towards the end. Now, in some cases, that's appropriate if if that's what the audience is coming to hear. Like, if they're coming to hear that audience participation stuff, then that's your content. So put it up front if that's what they if that's what they're expecting to hear. You know, based on what they're coming for. Yeah, um, I'm batting a thousand. Apparently, the question of the month has the wrong date there as well. So, <laughs> you, you at least I'm consistent. Challenge. Yeah, date time challenge. <laughs> what I need is a new. I seriously, really need a new pair of glasses. Is what I need. Uh, it's time. It's time. That's. I, I got to find something to blame it on. Uh, that's too funny. Um, uh, Stefan says well, he had. He start. Yeah. He launched a podcast and got a radio station to promote it. Uh, in their newsletter newsletters I, I here's the one thing that i've been doing this month and it just dawned on me that aside from learning new stuff at libsyn right i get to you know learn glow and i get to do this and that i have not taken an actual i want to learn something class in a in a while yeah. so i boy you want to see talk about live streaming insanity so I took a $37 course. In fact, I'm missing one of the sessions today uh, from Amy Porterfield. Now, if you're not familiar with Amy, she is uh, online marketing made easy, I believe is her brand. She had two, 22. Well, how many people do you have in your chat, Jim, when you do your things for Gallup? A 30, yeah. 30, 40, something like that usually. Really? About okay. the same number as we have here. Amy had 2,200. Oh, nice. And it, it was a chat room like I had never seen. Yes. Like she said, yeah. hey, if you can hear me right now, please put yes. And it was just like, this is just, I was like, holy cow. But I've been, uh, it's, it's sometimes for me, I was just like, I just want to learn something. And so I've, I've got another class this week from um, Tamson Webster, which is a kind of how to say things to motivate people to do stuff class I'm, I'm paraphrasing there um so but that was just one where it's like i need i need to take some classes and i'm i'm pondering a couple of years ago i had a business coach and it kind of helped just again to get it out to get that outside point of view because you're thinking everything everything you're doing is great everybody says it's awesome to have somebody come in and go yeah dave uh, you need to raise your prices or whatever it is i need to do um if you uh, this great question jim um, oh, actually, it's from some guy named Jim. If you could take a class and learn one new thing, what would it be? Jim, what would you learn? It's like, well, you you mentioned this in the pre-show, and I was yeah. all of a sudden like, what would I, right now, if I were to take, like, what, what would be something? Because, you know, you kind of want it to be, you know, brain stimulating and something new and something interesting. That's a really good, Dave, that's a really good question. I'm interested to hear what folks say kind of well, out in the chat. Randy is going to set up a class for me on how to get the date correctly. <laughs> I did try to edit that. There is an edit at the top. It won't let me edit it while we're live. No, so. I think once you're live, you can't. But it'll be right tomorrow. So but it'll be I, fine. It'll be fine. People for me, fine. I've, I've always learned, and in, in the, the guy that's probably going to be my coach said the same thing that I already knew. Here's my weakness. You ready for my weakness? Yeah. I love to help people. Mm. And he goes, he goes, I can just tell by the way you talk. He goes, you're doing live consulting for free. He goes, you are a giver. And he goes, and givers are notorious for not charging enough for their stuff. And I was like, you are about the 12th person to tell me that. So, um, but I also know marketing, even though I've, I've been in sales training, I've taught salesmen before, but it was, you know, 
very uh, cookie cutter sales kind of stuff, how to overcome objections and things like that. So I've always known that marketing has not been my strong suit. And really, what I need a class on is focus. Um, I tried to take one once. I, I just couldn't pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> or procrastination, right? I just yeah, could never yeah, get signed up for it. Do it. You're exactly. Um, I think. I think I'd like to take, and I've never done this, but I, um, I'd like to take a formal communications class, like, like corporate communications. You know, something where they just talk about the, the art of both speaking and writing, and in some of those, you know, in in um, in that context, I think I could benefit. I've never. I mean, I do a lot of talking. But I've never really taken a formal communications class, so that that might be something that's interesting. Uh, JD says uh, a deep dive into all features on Hindenburg mm-hmm. Journalist. There are some features in there for the radio that I kind of go, oh, I'm not on the radio, so I kind of, but I've never really um, kind of dove into them. Uh, Hindenburg Journalist is a cool program, though. The more I play with it, the thing I like about them is I said, hey, there's a way I can export if you make chapters, and it's the only tool I know of on a on a Windows machine that allows you to make chapters. And when I say chapters, I mean chapters in the MP3 file, not chapters podcasting 2.0 style. But that was my thing. I contacted their tech support. I said, it's cool that I can export this text file. Can we export it in a format that will work with podcasting 2.0? And they went, huh, that's a really good idea. Can you give me an example of something? And I went like, here, this, this, and that. And they're like, we're on it. And I, I think that's one of the keys of a, of any great product is listening to your audience, listening to their suggestions and go, okay, does that fit the target people that we want to use this? And if so, let's put it into the program. So, yeah, I like Gator says uh, maybe an advanced interviewing skills. And that actually, that sounds intriguing to me. I do a lot of interviews and I've I've learned to do them just by doing them, but that may be an interesting course if there's structures to it or if there's, for people who've really thought about the art of the interview, I came at it from a job perspective. I interviewed people, to hundreds of people for jobs, right? And so I, I kind of honed those skills that way. And of course, doing it here on a podcast as well. But that, that would be, yeah, maybe that fits in line with my communications theme of the art of the interview uh, in, in the way to get that done. There are certainly individuals that do it, that do it well. Um, and maybe there's something to learn there. I've been um, on Hulu. They now have the Hot Wings show, which is a YouTube show. But it's cool because they can now go back and watch all the seasons. And it's just amazing to watch the question come out that shows the mammoth amount of research that that guy did. And every time the the guest would be like, holy cow, wow, okay, that's where you went? Okay. And then they'll answer the question. So um, John Jamingo says, I would love to take a course actually on Isotope RX. Yeah, that is one of those things. I know uh, Steve Stewart's um, Podcast Editors Academy has a bunch. Like, I know there's a guy in there that did a an overview of Reaper. And Reaper is one of those programs that I've installed and uninstalled and installed and uninstalled multiple times that I go, ah, I don't really have time for a, a learning curve right now. And RX is another one. I kind of go through click with the buttons, usually use the built-in whatever settings they have, listen to it. Is it better? Good. Yay. Go. So speaking of uh, Ross Brand, I'd like to take a deep dive into audio editing and Chris Kern's podcast engineering school. He gets into a lot of, um, not so much the nuts and bolts of software, 
but he like he I remember him explaining how your ears get tired and you need to give your ears a break every now and then because they start to kind of fizzle out a bit. Um, but you're right. Uh, when it comes to interviewing, it would be interesting to have a Saturday or Sunday or some, some evening or whatever, set up a thing where let's say you get 10 people to show up. Yeah. And then, so you have five groups and you have 10 minutes to just interview each other, just ask mm-hmm. questions and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Cause the only way you get better at that is to, to do it. I will say this. I'm kicking myself. Uh, I had Vincent on, he has a, a book out called uh, the, hmm, the wealth of connection. I think it is. And I had him on cause he does a, a daily show and he basically, it was kind of interesting. He did it what some people would say wrong. Like, Jim, are you ready for this? He has no intro. Like, there's no music. You hit play, and Vincent starts telling you a story. You know, there's a lot of things that just he just didn't do. Um, and I interviewed him because he had kind of a because of my podcast story. Well, that's where I learned he had a book. And so I went out and said, hey, to, to say thanks for coming on the show. I, I bought your book. And then I started listening to it. I'm like halfway through it now. And I was like, oh, man, I almost want to re-interview him because it kind of fits in. He did, because I, I, I told him, I said, I definitely want to have, you know, a, a shot here for you to talk about your book. And, but I hadn't read it yet. And it was just one of those where I was like, ah, I'm not following my own advice. Know who you're bringing on the show. And I've known him, I met him at a, multiple events and things like that. But um, that would be my advice for if you're interviewing somebody who has a book, read the book. And I kind of didn't, I kind of knew he had what? a book. I know. It's Actually read the book? Yeah. Why would um, we do things like, that's like, you know, tech tech reviewers who, you know, the product comes out on a Thursday and they've got a review posted on Friday, you know, and you're like, yeah, no, I know. I Listen, I know, I know. Sometimes you get the product early and I know there's right. always release dates and NDA and blah, 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 blah. But it, it does drive me nuts when you can tell like they haven't really you know, they have not really spent time in it. However, okay, I say that, Dave, but on the flip side of it, I think there is something about doing an interview where you don't know all the answers and you're genuinely curious. Like you, you want to, you want to figure it out for yourself and you're discovering it along the way. There's kind of, there's something weird about an interview where they know the answers and they're just asking the questions to get the answers. And for the listener, they don't know the answer. And so the the conversation gets a little unnatural because it feels very forced. And so I think there's something good about the interviewer having some natural curiosity about it and learning along with the listeners, right? The key is to listen and be curious, right, in in that. And don't be afraid to go uh, outside of where you'd plan to go. But also come back. You put a plan together for a reason. So if you need to waver, go off for a little bit, but come back to it because you built that plan because you know you want to take the guest. So I think some there's some things there, but you have to, you have to, this is the hard part. You have to listen and be thinking about the next question. It's not either or. You got to be able to do both and you got to be able to do both fast. Um, and so it's, it's, it does, the it's a practice i mean it's a skill you can learn and get better at with practice and so if you're you want to be a good interviewer 
Just do tons of interviews. Yeah. You'll get better. The yeah. master of that strategy was Larry King. Larry King, the ah, reason he, yeah. he got into it was, I know, Poughkeepsie, you're on with Jim Collison. <laughs> All right. Uh, he was great on Craig Ferguson. He was, when he'd come on Craig Ferguson's show, he was fantastic. I love that guy. Didn't he get married like seven times? Maybe. Yeah. I, I can't imagine. I mean, look, I'm, I got two under my belt. I'm like thinking real long and hard before I do number three. Still, I'm still but, working on my first one. Let's just be yeah, real they, clear about yeah, that. What I do is I, like in this case, I had an envelope in front of me and you can see where I wrote down brandable chunks and eight weeks of coach, which I don't know what that means, but it was something, um, a lot of times I'll write down one word. So I can go back to listing. So if somebody says, I knew I'd just do something different to stand out, I would just write down stand out and then go back to listening. Because the problem is yeah. you have that, okay, I got to ask them about standing out. And then they something else. You're like, ooh, I got to ask them yeah. about, you know, Poughkeepsie. And then, you, and then like all of a sudden you're, you're trying to remember so much that you're not listening anymore. So I, the way I do it is I have something in front of me that I can write on a pen that doesn't click. And then I just start listening. So yeah, I've I have a whole book of notes, you know, that yeah. I keep on the on here. That to to your point, I write them down. I'll go ooh ooh, you know, and you can see it in my eyes. It, it gives it away when I've got a good question. I brighten up even while they're talking, you know. So I got to be careful of that one. But write that down and then come back to it or or think it through. Sometimes I'll get a question like they'll be talking about something, and I get a question. Then they answer it. <laughs> So you got to be ready, like, you know, you got to be ready to have a, a, another question that doesn't ask them the same, yeah. you know, uh, well, I think, yeah. When I was interviewing Vincent, uh, uh, the book is called The Wealth of Connection. His one answer was so good that I got like engulfed in the answer to where when he got done, I laughed and I said, I'm glad this isn't live. And he goes, why? And I said, because I have no idea what I'm going to ask you next. I said, that was a really good answer. And he just thought that was great. Randy has a suggestion. 100 years in journalism class. Um, he says, we were assigned a book, How to Talk with Practically Anybody About Practically Anything by Bob. Is she still alive, Barbara Walters? I think so. I, yeah, I, I think know, she's just I think old. so, yeah. Um, right. so, World. Yeah, well, right. I mean, we're and she's older than we are, so that means she's <laughs> a little, just a little bit. Just yeah, little bit. I I might have to check that out because that's like that's not an autobiography, but I know she was on Howard Stern of all people, and she was very open about the fact that she was not a great parent, like when her kid was growing up, mm. and and she's you know since then kind of rectified that, but you know. It's the whole work-life balance, and she had a whole lot of work, and apparently not a lot of balance she going worked, on. She worked a lot. Hey, can you can you help me with a coffee real quick? I'm I can gonna, do I'm, that. I'm I'm running out. Um, I think some other um, Chris, Chris, thanks. You weren't here in the beginning, but Chris, thanks for the coffee, by the way. Um, I think some interviewers forget that they have a guest, and they start asking questions that have the answer. Like, and then they also think the question has to be, the question itself has to be brilliant. Like, you know, right. the, you know, if we look at the history of World War II from 1945 to, you know, 1947, although the war was over by then, but, right. and we, you know, and we consider all the ramifications of uh, the Truman era and, you know, they, 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 they pontificate. And by the time that like the guest gets the chance to answer, 
there is it. I've heard the guests go, well, yeah, you kind of answered it, <laughs> you know, in the question. Yeah. So I think when we try to get as interviewers, if we try to get too smart about it, I think it, it kind of ruins the, you know, don't well, just let that, let them answer the question. Yeah. Baba Wawa is, uh, oh, 92. still alive in 92. Um, Randy says, and by the way, it was a hundred years ago. I, f- I don't know what I said, but apparently I left out the word to go. He says, my pet peeve are folks who ask a question and the answer is, wait a minute, what? Yeah, here's the thing. Um, what I hear a lot, and I'm guilty of this, is I will say, Jim, how many kids do you have? Because I know the one time you mentioned the and I get done and Jim's like, what was the question again? You asked me about 20 minutes ago. Make sure at the end of your thing, you ask the, so it should be, yeah. Hey, I know we mentioned this a year ago. Is this saying the gym? Yada, 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 Jim, how many kids do you have? And then what's great about it. I go in and cut out my, like, because oh. really all I'm giving that background for is so that the the guest knows why I'm asking the question. And so I would just cut that out because usually the question is fairly obvious, but the audience doesn't need to hear the, the background. But that's um, a good trick. That's a, that is a, that's actually a good trick. I hadn't thought of, of doing it that way where you then go edit, edit your part of the question out and just leave the guest answer. You have to ask enough so that it they at least know what the question is. The other weird thing about that, Dave, is they may say some things about the way you ask the question, then it's yeah. not there. So you have to. Yeah, you, you have, have to. to yeah. I remember once, and I, I always wonder if anybody caught it, but somebody in an answer said, well, like we said earlier, and then they, whatever they said in their answer. Yeah, right. And, and what we had said earlier, I cut out. And I was like, yeah. you know what? I bet nobody notices that. Continuity, was, my friend. Continuity. <laughs> <laughs> I always love those in movies when they're like, they'll show, they're like, notice here in scene three of Star Wars where there's a Starbucks mm-hmm. cup in the background. You're like, wait, what? So, um, yeah. yeah. The uh, Jim Collison, uh, this is from Chris Stone. He says, that's my number one problem as a host. Don't answer the question in the question. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I have a clip of this. And I'll, I'm going to play it somewhere in the future of the School of Podcasting because I, I did my own pet peeve. And that is I if I ask something like, Jim, what did it feel like when you did such and such? And then Jim's thinking about the answer. And I go, oh, my God, dead air. There's dead air. And I'll be like, was it scary? Did you? Da-da-da. And all of a sudden I take this what could be a great question and I make it multiple choice. And they go, yeah. Yeah, I guess I was a little scared. And you're like, uh, whereas if I just shut up, they would have said, well, and then it's like, I hate that. And because almost any time d- somebody doesn't do multiple choice, there's an awkward pause. And at the end of that, because the person had to think about it, um, it's, a, it's this great, you know, answer. And so well, it's just I, hard to to have that kind of awkward pause there. Right. Well, most guests will give away in their face when they're ready to answer the question. So you'll ask a question and and if they, if they're not sure of the answer, they'll go like this. Now, audio only folks, sorry, you can't. He just tilted his head like the RCA dog. Right. Yeah. Nobody knows what the RCA dog is, by the way. Just just you and me because we're old. And then, um, and that was actually old for me. The, you so you watch you watch the guest and they're 
as you're as you're explaining the question, you'll see them lock in. Like it, this is. I, listen, I've interviewed hundreds, maybe thousands of people. It just everybody does this, and you see that you see them lock in, and you see them like, okay, I'm ready to answer. That's the time to stop talking. <laughs> but yeah. if you do ask a question and they got kind of a screwy look on their face, that's I, I, in in my book, that's time to rephrase the question. You know, and you could say, well, let me. In, in in other words, and then rephrase that question, you'll see them get it in their face and then and then turn it over to them. So there are moments where, you know, you don't want to just throw the question out. I mean, Randy's talking about, you know, interrogation style where the, it's it's short. But make sure when you're asking the question, you're looking at the guest, if you can. I mean, if it's audio only, that's hard. But in this world of video, why would you do an audio only interview? I can't do them without seeing the guest. I want to see Dave, even on this show, I'm looking for your reaction. Like I want to know, okay, how's this landing with Dave? How are we, is he ready to talk again? Are we ready to pull this back together? Do we need to transition? I can see all of that in you while we're doing this. So make sure you're not just listening, but that if you can, you're watching because it gives a lot of clues of when to go and when to stay. And Ross has a, a point. I just had it. Uh, one thing you see people do is rely on their list. So they've got their five questions. Uh, they'll ask a, um, the guest to answer a question that they've already answered. They weren't listening. They weren't they were listening. listening. Yeah, yeah, they weren't listening. I've, listen, My, I've been guilty of this. I've done this for sure. So uh, Kim had asked, how do you come in to talk? Askthepodcastcoach.com slash join is how you uh, – you do that. The other one I love is the answer is like, well, and that's when I was walking down the street and some guy came up, they mugged my father and killed both of my parents in front of me. And they go, great. What was your aha moment? And like, they totally, again, yeah. going back to not listening, it's like, oh, holy cow. So that's, uh, I always want to, if I ever see somebody doing it, I've been in that interview where the person is just going down the list. Uh, especially if they go, okay, great. Next question. I'm like, you don't talk like that in real yeah. life. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, uh, but yeah, it, they're just working through. I mean, you know, you don't want to be hard. I mean, you're hard on them. You're, you know, interviewing is a hard thing to do. It's a skill that takes practice and time. Again, if you're doing an interview show and you're not practicing your interviews in some, some form or fashion, the other thing, Dave and Kim, turn your, are you going to turn your video on? So that's what I'm just asking her. <laughs> yeah, ask her. She's let me let me say one more thing, and then we'll we'll uh, switch over to Kim. The um, oh, that just escaped me. Don't you All hate right. that one? Yeah, let's bring <laughs> let's bring Kim in. <laughs> it just poof. It just went away. It'll come back, hey, Kim. Yeah. How are you? Good morning, Jim. You're getting my disease. Which is uh, hopefully it's oh, okay. Yes, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, it happens. Yes. yes, maybe not enough coffee. Maybe I am starting a new podcast, and my goal is to get my first trailer up within the week. Okay. However, one of the things that I've never done is worked with somebody to create a sound that indicates my podcast, like an audio logo. Mm. Is that? Is that valuable? Does it have some import when you get started, or is that something you should maybe bring in later? I've got the money set aside to do it. I've got the answer for you. Yes. Ba -ba -ba -ba. Is McDonald's. I, 
McDonald's. Um, McDonald's. It's their brand. Their brand. So yes. you're talking about creating a. <laughs> Anybody? No, That's a hard that one, one to do because it's like a choir. HBO. Um, oh, yeah. Is Netflix, right? Kind of. Um, or um, the stupid law, right? What's the uh, law and order? Oh, yeah. have that. Dun, dun. Yeah, dun, dun. yeah. So, Tim, what are I, you are you are you talking are you talking about a intro like uh, uh, an audio? I mean, give me some more details. How do you want to use this? I don't know. Oh. The, you know, I have. I I want to start a podcast that is about reinspiring people to or inspiring people to go back to creative endeavors that they put down whatever that creative endeavor was in particular, I'm going to talk about writing because that's my experience. However, I I have set aside money to do this for two years. And this is one of the things that I thought might be worth doing Mm -hmm. because I've never done it before. Also voiceovers. Are those really worth the investment? We are not Uh, doing video. Here's so audio only. Here's here's a question because I get this a lot. Which which is better, me saying, you know, hey, it's Saturday morning. Ask the podcast coach. Or what if I had some pre-made thing that said, hey, it's Saturday. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach. And my answer is, do both and pick one. I honestly don't know. I know some people say, oh, it sounds more professional because Jimmy Fallon doesn't introduce himself. The other guy does, and I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I get that. I don't know that, like, if you introduce yourself, it's like, oh, I'm not listening to that. Why? Well, they introduce themselves. I don't think it's that big a deal. I think it does sound maybe a little more professional. Uh, And that way, when they say, you know, here's Dave Jackson, I don't have to go, hey, I'm Dave Jackson. I can just click in because that guy just said, here's Dave Jackson. Right. So, um, Jim, what do you think? So if it's a jingle, like, I think there's, there's, there's kind of different categories of this, right? So if it's a jingle, that's maybe what you're going to play when you open it. I think there's a lot of psychological value in that being repeated every single time in the exact same spot. It, yes. It alerts people they're in the right place, right? Oh, I found the right place. Okay, I need to get mentally ready for this that I'm listening to. But there are, there are also elements uh, like, you know, Dave talked about in... in um, the crime one, you know, that dun dun, that yeah. sound that became so you hear it now and you're like, oh, yeah, that's yeah, law and order, right? You, um, there could be some elements like that in the podcast that if you, if you use them correctly, they could be very, very powerful. The hard part is, did they know in law and order that thing was going to be yeah, a good a, question? Like, did they know that before? I don't know if they did or not, right? I mean, I think they you wanted try it to. Well, they did, and they, they it, it worked. Whatever they mm-hmm. did, it worked, right? I, I now, will but say, if every show did that, yeah, you know, I know. Like, go ahead. Dave. I've had people come up to me at events, and they just walk up to me and go, "The School of Podcasting yeah. with yes. Dave Jackson." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so. Well, that's the jingle, right? That's the power of jingle. the jingle. Yes. Yeah. yeah, the power of the jingle. So I guess the question, do I need that when I start? I didn't have it when I started. I used to have a guy that sounded like he drank glass 
uh, start the show. If you listen to the early, early versions, it was uh, the same music, but this guy came on and he said, it's the School of Podcasting's morning announcements. And I was, why I thought that guy sounded good <laughs> with Dave Jackson. It's, it was what? bad. Um, but I know, what are you thinking? I know why you picked that. That's a Northeast Ohio icon voice. I guess. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. But I actually, at one point, I'd figured out that this school of podcasting. I was going to take those notes. I was going to map that out and play them on the guitar and use them as transition music and make that my audio, Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. whatever uh, Kyle called it, uh, my audio brand or something like that. Yeah. So, um, what what are you thinking, Kim? I don't know. uh, Yeah. I am really at the beginning. I. Um, I have pod faded from my old podcast. Toastmasters 101 is still up, but it's no longer in production by me. We're trying to find a new host to take it over. And that would be wonderful to see that continue in that way. That Most of the content is evergreen, so I don't have to worry about it. Most of it is not going to get dated very quickly. And I don't care what my sponsor does with it. Quite honestly, if they decide they don't want to pay for it anymore, okay. I want to move on to this new thing. I'm excited about this new thing, which it's fun to be excited about projects and podcasting again. Mm -hmm. So I'd like to to expand my borders and expand my experience. And this is one of the things that was on my checklist to think maybe I should invest in this, even if it's 50 bucks on Fiverr. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you just need yeah. a voiceover, uh, mediavoiceovers.com is uh, Wayne Henderson, who is mm-hmm. the guy that I use a lot. Music Radio Creative does really good work. They're a little more expensive. That's uh, Mike Russell in the crew. That That's an interesting site because you go over and they just have this wall of voices to pick from. And then you basically say, okay, I'll take Bruce. And I need it upbeat, professional, blah, blah. And then if you want, they can actually write the intro for you. Now, in your case, I don't think you, you need that service. but No, uh, not particularly. Uh, yeah. Kim, is this so. podcast going to be community? Is it going to be information? Is it going to be well, – I mean, what's kind of the style? What are you hoping to get out of it? Inspiration and accountability. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is going to be my journey to being published this year. So I want to invite people to come along with me. I want to document this. And I need somebody to be behind me saying, I promised you were going to do this. And and I think um, in podcasting, that is uh, somebody, there's somebody out there who can help me do that. And I don't think I'm alone in being one of those people, particularly at my age of I've started a lot of things and now I have more time that I could finish these things. I just need to think about that instead of wasting my time in front of Netflix, watching whatever those shows were that you were just talking about that I've never seen. Right. 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 I, my, my, my sinkhole is YouTube. I just go and watch, you know, lawn mowing videos, those kinds of things. And you're like, yes. Yes. Why why do I need to watch somebody mow somebody else's yard? (laughs) Like I need to mow mine. Right. Yes. Um, so it's a journey podcast. I think you've got some time, like there's some great, as you're going along this journey with your listeners, right? You want to bring them along with you. Yes. And I think this is one of those opportunities to allow them to influence some of those 
audio brand, you know, you'll have listeners who will make things for you. And I think in this style of podcasting where it's a journey, it's really, really important to include them in with what you're doing. So you may come up with your own jingle or your own audio bits, whatever you're doing. But I think you also have a great opportunity to get input from them and play those things into this. So, you know, that that may, I think sometimes we miss on that opportunity to get the audience more involved. I don't so, have an audience. Well, yet. you don't yet. You don't yet, but you will that's as you start I, on this journey. That's know? where you might want to ask your sponsor if you can do one more episode of Toastmasters101.net that says, hey, you know, if you're if you enjoyed this podcast, we're looking for a new host. Uh, it will, you know, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to be going, and this is where you need your, not so much a website, but you definitely need a URL to send people to. So if nothing else, you can collect their email to let them know when it's ready and things like that. Because you've got an audience that they came for Toastmasters101.net, but they will definitely follow you where you go. Not everybody. No. But I was always amazed at the number of people that followed me to my show for musicians that weren't musicians. Okay. And I'm like, why are you listening? Like, oh, I just think you're funny. And I was like, okay. Looks aren't everything. Yeah, they came for the relationships. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, like Jim said, we watch lawnmowers. We watch people oh, yeah. rescue right. seals. I watch a lady help sheep give birth. I'm never going to do these things, but no, I watch no. them endlessly. Yeah. yeah, it's it's pretty great. Well, I think you got a great opportunity. I think in this, you've answered some of the question. I would wait. I would get into this because you're not going to have a lot of listeners to, out the gate, right. right? Right. So get out the gate, get some things going. And then like we talked about at the beginning of the show, Maybe at episode 10, you start thinking about, okay, what elements, now that I know who's listening and what I want to do, right. now spend some money on on some things that, because it's journey. So it'll be fine. The back episodes will, if the back episodes are different than what you're currently doing now, people understand that you're on this mm -hmm. journey, right? So yes. I'd, do you, I'd go, yeah, go ahead, Dave. Do you have a name yet? Writing again. Okay. So I, I would then say, is it if you kind of think of like kind of like what I talk about with Mark, which is what kind of brand do you want? Is it fun and bubbly? Is it super serious? Is it, you know, whatever yeah. kind of thing? And then try to find music that kind of fits that kind of brand. Mm -hmm. And then it's a matter of, okay, am I looking for music to be a jingle or am I just looking for background music because I need somebody to say, welcome to writing again where we blah, 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 so you can blah, blah, blah. Um, here's your host, Kim Gradgy. Because um, that's the easy way to make an intro is you find some music, you hire a Fiverr dude, um, you put the two together because you know how to mix music and audio and right. intro done. So, But I have seen people stall on getting the music. Like they were like, they're super passionate and they just can't find the right thing. And I was like, um, you know, Mark Marin started off with ACDC. Um, so he changed it later because, well, that's illegal, yeah. but you can't always change the music. So I did find music already. Well, there you go. So you're so, uh, but to have something that implied or some kind of soundscape that I could use, um, audio branding, like, uh, Kyle said, "I'm I'm just exploring options." Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I, I think it's a great question. It's a great yeah. question. Go ahead, Kim. I'm also watching uh, a how-to series on how to do PodPage, hmm. and there's a whole bunch of little videos that this guy did 
yes. that are about 15, 20 seconds long, maybe. And yeah, him. And I keep um, stopping and starting and I'm, I'm really stuck at this point, but they said, this is really hard to do. You may have to call your, your uh, URL people, oh. go daddy and tell them to do it for you. Cause I can't get the redirect to work. It's not a redirect though. It's a, whatever it is. Yeah. You got to change the, uh, the C name and then uh, yeah. 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 E- yeah. E- email um, or go over to pod page and hit the chat button. Because okay. Brendan has a team of people over there, and what they they there's a thing if you go into PodPage, and uh, just to show you where it is, what I was going to say is inside of PodPage, you can go in and see where it says edit. If you go to website and domain names, so here let me share my screen, and for. Anyone listening, this is a tool that makes it super easy to make a website. So if you go to website and edit domain name, so in this case, here's podcast trailer show, and it's just saying to me, hey, everything is set up, so I have a bunch of green check marks. In yours, it will say, you need to remove this and add this. And I did those steps. They, okay. had, a whole, they had a whole page of what to do on GoDaddy, da-da-da-da-da. And yeah. so what's your website address again? Uh writing, writing? again dot life. Again oh, that's cool. in some cases like what happens is this. Yeah. Welcome to your new website. You're up. I'm what that up. I- why am I not seeing me up? The other thing is, and this it's this isn't so much no anyway, but uh doesn't matter if this is pod page, WordPress, whatever, when you update your your domain name, yeah. there's probably going to be anywhere from 20 minutes to 48 hours that your website will not show up. And right. it's because the, I think the fun word is propagation as your address updates across the internet and everybody updates their, their Rolodex uh, of uh, the internet. So Kim, you, you may, you may not be seeing it because it could, it's in a, it's an unsecure page and your browser may be blocking it. Now, I need to be able to type right. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> awesome. It, it is, um, you'll want to spend a little bit to get that, to get the site. Well, I guess when it's on PodPage. Well, PodPage has built-in security, security okay. and that's okay. another one where it might show up for the first day, but say your site is insecure because the yeah. certificate has yeah, done the, the hokey pokey. Yeah, says it'll take, it'll resolve okay, itself okay. eventually. Yeah. And that's why I went with PodPage because now I don't have to think about that. Yeah, Instead of doing my own website again, I just yeah. thought Dave talks about PodPage all the time. I'm gonna I'm gonna put the money into this in in new ways instead of call. doing the same old same yeah. old. Because one of the problems with uh, Toastmasters 101 is I was really bored doing it, mm. so I need some new challenges, and this yeah, is what I thought it could be. Learning so new stuff I, again. I will wait until episode ten before I do a media blast, and. Just start working out my kinks now. Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah, that yeah. was a bad way to say that. Cauldron's in here, isn't he? <laughs> awesome. Kim, thanks for jumping in. Thanks a All lot, guys. Good. Always yep. good to see we'll you. See you. And of course, uh, that means that Dave forgot to upload the slides. Great. Uh, <laughs> I want to thank our awesome supporters. 
you can find them at askthepodcastcoach.com slash support. And I'll be adding Ross. Oh, Ross is already on that list again from livestreamuniverse.com. But uh, we want to thank uh, James over at the Dog Podcast Network. If you have a little pooch or a hound or a mutt, uh, go over to dogpodcastnetwork.com. They've got long, shore, short shows and uh, all shows in between, and uh, you're going to love it. Dog Podcast Network. It's great to listen to while you're walking the pooch around the block. And now that the weather's getting nice here in the U.S., uh, you should be doing that. Uh, speaking of PodPage, uh, you should try PodPage at trypodpage.com, or you can do what Kim did and go to learnpodpage.com, which is a free course I have. And if you just can't get enough of Jim Cullison, and who can, right? Go to theaverageguy.tv, and if you're looking to start a podcast, well, when you think podcasting, think school of podcasting, and I'll be more than happy to help you now with unlimited, time-shifted, one-on-one consulting. And, of course, if you'd like to be an awesome supporter, just like Ross did, so we can play the magic uh, supporter music, uh, go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash support and thanks to everyone for supporting me over there at askthepodcastcoach.com so yes and cauldron is in the house see now that's what's funny about that is because when she said kinks i was like you really got me you know or something like that <laughs> that's so. exactly where i went to. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, well we know advertising doesn't work because you just said my site name the average guy.tv and i have my google analytics up in you know, I'm watching the real time right. overview. Oh. Not one single person went to my site, Dave. So this this whole podcast Hold advertising on. thing it, it doesn't work. Know? Four billion. The average guy. Maybe we need to make the dot TV a little bigger. The I mean, average I'm, guy. The average dot guy. TV. Dot TV. Nobody. Yeah. I haven't seen one person go to my site. So maybe this doesn't maybe, work. This advertising stuff just doesn't. Average work. guy. Dot <laughs> t- I'll put put it in the chat room. Just doesn't work. Somebody. Dave. Yeah. Uh, I'm well, still, here, still you know, watching. I didn't even realize it. What did we just do? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah that's his yeah, audio that's a jingle. Ji- it's a jingle. Yeah, I guess in a way, but it's it's that it's the same. Well, you've done it enough, though, right? You've done it enough yeah. that people it's recognizable. That's one of those things. It's that's where repetition kicks in. You know, right. you got to do it and do it consistently, so people recognize it. Yeah. Um, oh, finally, somebody came to my site. Geez. Yay. Thank you so much. <laughs> what do I got to do to get a like? Like down that's, here, what do we got to do? <laughs> Click the like button. Jeez, you've just been uh, sitting there getting good information all morning or afternoon or whatever it is for you. Click that like button. That is me. Uncle Marv wants to know who has the uh, the lawnmower in the background. That is my. That is Mr. Bondurant making his appearance as he does every Saturday. I didn't hear that, Uncle Marv. Uh, good ears. Yeah, I've got a noise oh. gate on, but that's uh, you know. Um, here's a question. Oh, I hit the wrong thing. An interesting topic, kind of. Uh, written articles repurposed as a podcast. Any thoughts on that? Hey, I do it every week. Um, using them one on one or modifying the match speech. Yeah, that's what I do. I basically I write when I, I here's my process for the school of podcasting when it's not an interview is number one, what am I trying to say? I have some sort of at the end. This is my main focus. This is the main takeaway that I want people to get. So my last one was here are nine things that you can learn from Netflix. So then I write out a blog post because I want to figure out what is it I'm trying to say. 
And then from there, I boil it down to bullet points because I don't want to read my podcast to you because that would sound boring if I had to read it. And, but when I write my blog post, I still write it like I talk. I kind of throw not so much grammar out the window, but I do write in a very conversational style. And then I look at which helps me again figure out what I'm going to say. I boil it down to bullet points. I look at my invisible uh, listener across the table from me who I'm really excited to talk about. And then I hit record. And then I, by doing that, there's people like, I don't have time to write a blog post. The time I, spend on writing a blog post is the time I used to spend on editing that I don't spend on editing anymore. So it's, I always say there's, there's, it's a seesaw. Uh, more prep means less editing, less prep means more editing. But, uh, I know there are people that, that script out their whole show. It's, there's not a, it's again, do both. Which one do you like better? Do that one. It's, you know, so, Jim, what do you do? You do conver- you do interviews mostly. It's all so. conversational. Yeah, yeah, but we still I'm we still put a big you know, large amount of effort into having a good solid outline before we get going. I mean, I don't rarely do I go in I do I go into an interview cold, like with nothing. Yeah. I, I usually work with the guest before they come on to get four or five points that we're gonna cover. That makes the guest feel good about like, okay, we know we're kind of going this direction. And then I I do my best to actually follow. And once we get the outline, I try to like we'll dance around it. We never follow it exactly the way it is, but we'll we'll hit most or all of the points that are in there. There's other. I'm always listening for other interesting things to for them to talk about. But generally, I'm an outline guy. So I, I like. And yeah. some guests will give me a gigantic outline, and that's okay. Some guests will give me three bullets. That's okay. I can I can do with just about anything. But yeah, with the on the interview side, it's not. You know, we're just not gunslinging. <laughs> you know, there's there's some thought and some prep that goes yeah. into it to make sure we've got some kind of order. Yeah, Gary says he likes my workflow. I didn't used to do it that way. I used to start with my four bullet points, record the episode and then expand the bullet points into a blog. And inevitably, as I was listening back to my show, something would come in my head, and i go, ooh, I should have said that. And then it was a matter of, eh, it's 20 till midnight. Do I want to go back and shove in a sentence and a half? And 99% of the time I said no. Yeah. So I was like, ah. And so after about the third time of doing that, I was like, I need to flush out what I want to say first because – I keep doing this. I keep thinking of things because I've gone through the process of flushing out what I want to say. And so I just flopped it. I was like, let's write out the blog post first, then go to bullet points and then record. And I don't have that problem anymore. So I think we're all different. I don't know that there's a, a one size fits all. I know, um, Mike Wilkerson over at two guys talking podcast network says he requires a skeleton for all podcast efforts he has. It's not a script, but yep. it's a map. Yeah. Cause if yep. I don't have anything, it's chaos. It's, it's dogs and cats living together. It's just, no, <laughs> you know, so. total chaos. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> that's the greatest. That's the greatest part of that movie, <laughs> by the way, Ghostbusters is what we're talking about. But yes. if you haven't watched that part, the office that the office that's it's, that is just yeah the the word they're in the office and they're all around. There's just so many good jokes in that oh. three minute span. <laughs> yeah, it's classic. There are things I want to quote. It is true. no, 
You should. He, yes, yeah, I'm not yeah, going to do that yeah, line, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Bill Murray is amazing in, uh, in that Keep thing, it friendly. So. Yes. Yeah, yeah no, it's good. exactly. It's a good, it makes me uh, smile every time. Yeah. Gary says, I'm working on an episode with three different experts on one topic. Listening and picking the best bits, quite challenging. Here's one thing. Here's the strategy, man. I swear to God, Mr. Bondurant is almost in my room. At is this he point. mowing your living room? Garbage? He's mowing my living room. <laughs> um, and the guy is 80 plus years old. And he, he, I think measures his grass by like the millimeter. Oh, He's yeah. like, oh, we're up to 11 minutes. Time to mow the grass again. I'm like, oh, good. It's, it's and that it's time of you, year here where yeah. you got to mow it every other day. Otherwise, it's 10 feet tall. A strategy I've done here is I have, if I have one topic, and granted, if we go back to listening, there's always going to be some great follow-up stuff. But if you can have a list of questions that you ask everybody, it's kind of cool to then say, well, we asked, you know, uh, whatever, such and such. And then you, then you get to do the cool, you know, and I think if I remember right, I think Gary has an English accent, right? If I remember right, is Gary English? British? I can't remember. I can't, but anyway, um, if it was, he Sorry. could say, I could say something like Jim Cullison and then here's Jim's answer. And then it's like, mm-hmm. you know, Kim Kraji and then here's her answer. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's just a cool way to, to have, I don't know. I've just, for me, that was one that I thought it was yeah. fun. Yeah. No, it's a, so. it's a, it's a trick you can do to get the same information from a bunch of people and then stitch that together. Yes. Yeah. He's, he is, he's, he's British. He's British. Which just makes yeah. it see, and you have the even better thing. Your your show is going to sound great, just like you could read the phone book. At least to Americans, right? Like, you know, because we 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 think the British accent sounds smart. I think. Why is that? I, I wonder. Uh, yeah. History, history. I guess history. <laughs> uh, let's see. How what are we doing? We got fifteen minutes left. If you want to, uh, of course, as always, if you want to jump in, like Kim did. It's askthepodcastcoach.com slash join. We are at uh, askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. And look at that. Ladies and gentlemen, wait a minute. I've got to get his music before I bring him in. Oh, I feel like royalty is joining us here. It is royalty. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, Livestream Universe's own (laughs) Ross Brand. (laughs) Hey, buddy. How are you? Hey, guys. Good to see you. I uh, you. had a question that I thought would be easier to ask uh, on voice rather than the chat, so I rolled out of bed, threw on a T-shirt, and here I am. We Uh, we appreciate appreciate the shirt. Thank (laughs) you. So this is actually a question I asked Jim in a private, you know, one-on-one conversation probably about three or four years ago and didn't do anything on it, and... I doubt Jim even remembers, but I'd like to get both of your I, your thoughts. Apparently, on I wasn't this. inspiring to you, Ross, at that point. So <laughs> no, let's, try, just, let's try I again. Let's I try didn't again. know what I wanted to do at the time. I still don't know what I want to do. So, but uh, I'm curious what you both think to this. Um, most of my podcasts are live streams that I go. That would make a good podcast too. And I rip the audio from. They're not specifically recorded as audio podcasts. They're live streams, and then I, I rip the audio. Um, I have about five different podcast shows under different names. I don't know if one person, if I were to go name two of my podcasts, could actually name other than Ross Brand or Livestream Universe. Um, and so I'm starting to do some things again that are not on a regular timeline where, okay, this show goes once a month or this show goes every week. Would it make sense to just take all my podcast stuff and put it into one feed and make it like, you know, 
Livestream Universe Audio or, you know, Ross Brand's Livestream Universe or something. I don't know. Rather than have like, okay, this one's got its own artwork and this one's got its own dated artwork and this one's got its own dated logo. And are, they, are they all talking about the same thing? Well, I have Livestream Deals, which focuses on products and services for live streamers, uh, which is ne- used to be like interviewing three or four people in one show. And then I'd make, you know, some of them into podcasts as I had the time. Um, now it's like maybe I go live on Amazon Live and I talk about something that I go, that would make an interesting podcast. <laughs> uh, so, I, you know, I don't know what it's going to become. I, I don't have a schedule for any of these things in terms of when I release. It's like there's a, you know, there's a good there's a good idea for something, right? And I'll do an episode, but I, then I might not do one for a while. I've got brand on broadcasting, which is anything, almost anything that doesn't fall into live stream deals that I want to talk about related to live streaming, podcasting, gear, whatever. But again, not something that I release regularly. Um, and now I've started doing like a panel discussion thing. Again, it kind of follows the same line as the other stuff it's about what's going on in the industry and creators i'm not sure how often i'm going to do it but it converts well to a podcast um i've actually put it on spotify uh, as a video podcast but haven't thought about distributing it but i'm just wondering if my life wouldn't be easier and that of anybody who wanted to subscribe to anything that I'm doing would be easier if I just had one feed and you could go back and – but it would be a jumble of like, right. you know, you're, I, you're in the feed. You're like, now I'm on episode 39 of uh, live stream deals. Now I'm on episode 10 of this or, you know, here's a two-minute update. Like if I really were yeah. to pour everything into one feed, it would be, it would be like – you know, taking a deck of cards and shuffling it up. Right. I think my my take is the same as Mike's. I wouldn't put them all in one feed only. Like the only way you can get this, and, and the reason I say that is because of the blues. Um, I could say, hey, in all of my podcasts, I talk about the blues. My one podcast is about Texas Electric Blues. My other podcast is about Delta Blues. And my third one is about... Uh, Zydeco blues or whatever inside, but it's all the blues, right? It's all the same mm-hmm. stuff. I hate Delta blues. I hate it. It's guys from the twenties with static and out of tune guitars, but I love the blues, but Delta I hate blues that is stuff. the best. That's <laughs> like, where everything came from. <laughs> I know I get that, but it's out of, <laughs> but, um, so, and also I would ask, have you watched everything on Netflix? No. Okay. Why not? Because obviously you <laughs> I don't, don't have watch- a subscription. <laughs> okay, but like, but when I did, I I had a subscription to watch one thing, and then I <laughs> right. So I so I don't think it's a bad idea. I'm with Mike. When you all, the only way you can get this is to take everything because of Netflix. We're used to taking what we want, when we want, where we want it, and now you're saying, oh yeah, I'd love to give you that choice, but here's your choice. It's one. Take it or leave it. I I get your point because it is more work. But Jim, you you are deep in thought right now. Well, I'm just wondering what's the audience think. Like, mm-hmm. do you get enough feedback from your audience to know how they're listening or why they're listening? Or 
D- does it make sense? I'm to- too inconsistent I'm- to get any sort of yeah. pattern. And like I say, you know, um, if you had a let, let's say Dave's book had just come out and I invited, I could invite Dave to be on any one of my shows, and that topic, profit from your podcast, would fall in line with the show. He could be on a panel to talk about how creators can monetize. He could be on brand and broadcasting, you know, and talk about that. He could be on live stream deals. It's a product. I mean, like he could be on any of my, like, and I think that probably goes the same for almost any topic I talk about, right? We could make it work for almost any show. Now, some, some people don't have a product and it's really just talking about, issues and things but for the most part i'm not sure that like most of my guests know which show they were on if i were to say what show were you on right Right. i I mean even even like i just switched my my youtube channel used to always be called livestream universe until i scheduled a live and couldn't find it real quick and i i put into the search bar my first and last name and i realized that's probably how everybody else is searching for me too. And of course, some channel that I started 10 years ago with like 14 subscribers <laughs> came up and not my main live stream universe channel. I'm like, Oh, really? So if I Google my name, only my guest appearances and my crappy channel that I don't want anybody to find come up. But if I Google live stream, you know, like, so maybe I need to change, like, so I'm just trying to think, like, how does a user think? Like, are they ever looking for any of the specific shows or, yeah. or not? You know, I, I, and especially since I don't do them that regularly. I don't know. I don't Ross, know. Ross, you, you're, you're on to it. You just said, <laughs> you just said the answer. How do, how do my listeners expect to get this content? Right. And then fashion it in a way that delivers it to them the best. I'm I'm not necessarily totally in agreement that you shouldn't just have one feed that has it all because you might have a listener that wants everything in one right. place, right? And you could, I mean, you could easily, I'm going to send Dave Jackson off the deep end on this one, but you could easily use Anchor for that and load those, just create an Anchor <laughs> feed that has them all. And people say, where are they all? Point them to that to that RSS feed, right? It can be all channels. There's a ton of different ways to do this. So if you're using WordPress, you can have a, a master feed that way. I mean, there's yeah. lots of different things you can do. But the answer to your question is when you said, what does my listener expect? I think you should do a little bit of research both on your own and with your listener to say, how are you listening and why are you listening? And that, that'll give you the answer. That'll yeah, tell you what uh, my- you need to do. Mike says he does this with his law enforcement stuff. He has a bunch of cop shows and stuff, as well as two guys. He has a two guys talking all you can eat. So if you love <laughs> cop stuff, but if you just love all things two guys talking, um, so that's where he says maybe not be the only way you could do it. Um, yeah, no, have a master feed because there'll be some uh, that we have this at Gallup. There's right. some. There's people who are like. I want to hear everything. I don't want to subscribe to the nine different podcasts. I want them all. Okay, great. We've got a way for you to do that. Others are like, no, all I want is called the coach, or all I want is Theme Thursday, or all I want is Talent Mindfulness, or all I want is right. So you you do both. Yeah, exactly. Because I I never remember. I would have to ask you, like, if you when you were coming on as a guest, tell me again what shows I need to talk yeah, about from Gallup. Right, right. I just know that oh, Jim does a sh- does podcasts yeah. for Gallup every right, week, right. and it doesn't 
doesn't register to me that the shows have their own names at some point. Yeah, it's just right. Jim did another show. Let me check that out. So, but on your network, it's different because I know Home Gadget Geek specifically because some of your other two shows are too technical for me. Right. So. Yeah. Well, and some people like it's so funny with the month with the brand that I have. They were like, so I I mix up people with this average guy TV thing. They're like. What's that about? And is that the name of the podcast? Or is Home Gadget Geeks the name? And so it's just listen. No matter no matter what you do, oftentimes it's difficult. Even the strongest of brands get brand confusion. So right, right, yeah. JD says live stream universe is a great brand to put it all under. Everybody in the chat room is kind of saying the same thing. They're like, eh, maybe keep them separate and offer a all in one. Um, yeah. yeah, and it kind of goes but back make it to easy. Again. Yeah, make it easy for yourself by doing what's the simplest for you too. Otherwise, yeah. you'll you'll stop doing it. Dave, do you do? Do you have an all-in-one feed? I do not. In See, fact, I, I've what I do is always tell people: if you want to listen to every topic I do, listen to the School of Podcasting, um, because eventually it will make it there. So I have like a uh, show called uh, Profit from Your Podcast, and I will talk about monetization. So you might hear it there first, like a month and a half. And then I'll boil that down to whatever I said into a segment, and it'll be so. It, it's everything podcasting is kind. Of, that's why the whole plan, launch, grow. I can kind of cover anything there. Um, the only thing that I now it still kind of fits is I just did an interview with a guy about building your community, and that's kind of podcasting and kind of on the edge. So it's it's out in two episodes. I have one podcast strictly about community. Um, called the Grow Your Community Show. But I also use that guy on the Profit From Your Podcast Show because it's for coaches. But it, that will eventually make it into a school of podcasting show. So I always say, if you want to listen to if you want to catch everything that I eventually do, it will eventually be in the school of podcasting. So that is my all-in-one kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, you, you're doing great without anything I say, so I'm just throwing out ideas here. <laughs> but I'm thinking, okay, we really show up for the host, right? Like, I really show up cases, to yeah. listen to Dave. And it like, you could be reading from the phone book, I'd probably show up and enjoy that <laughs> half an hour or whatever. So funny if you, you that, did that... have a master feed, it's like, there are probably podcasts, you have so many podcasts that there's some I've probably never listened to. But if you had a master feed, that's one less like looking around that I have to do where I might come to somebody else's podcast. It's like I get my daily Dave Jackson and I just listen to that. And it's like maybe that weeds out some some other things that I might spend time on just because I don't remember all your different podcasts and so i listen to school of podcasting and ask the podcast coach the other ones not as much and i'm just wondering if you had a feed it's like oh just make time to listen to dave jackson today i could do that i, I but could would uh, you be cannibalizing your numbers because you have really nope. good numbers because what it does well in terms of if it was in apple you're kind of cannibalizing yours because now you're competing with yourself. But in terms of downloads, it's the same media host. Doesn't matter who your media. If you're right, using right. what Mike was talking about, which is Blueberry's PowerPress, where you can make a feed, you can have like I have davidjackson.org, I think. I could put all the episodes over there, use PowerPress, and make a feed with everything I've ever done and every episode I've ever done. It'd be 
kind of a hodgepodge of a website then, but you could do it. I want you I'm to call it. I'm not saying in. you need to do that. I'm just saying yeah. it's a thought that I had as I'm trying to figure this all yeah. as, as this all out. I, I want uh, him to do it, and I want him to name it Jammin' Dave Jackson feed. <laughs> That's what I want. I have that website. <laughs> just go to jamandave.com. That would uh, uh, that would be the all the all access feed. Access, yeah. Jammin' Dave Jackson. Um, next, and it's funny you mentioned the phone book thing. <laughs> next week, Jim and I are going to take turns. Reading the phone book, but we're going to do it in an English accent. So there you go. First up, oh, that's going to be Adams, brutal. James, Roy. So, I apologize. Uh, apologize in advance. Yeah. Uh, and then Jam the and Dave is, Jackson. That was me back in the that day. Was, that's an old, old name for Dave Jackson. Yeah. If it's you old, it's old if you brand. go to YouTube and type in Jammin with no G, Jammin. Jam and Dave Jackson plays Texas Flood. It might still come up. Uh, there's a. It's from like 1989. It's a very old, very grainy video. It's awful, but you get to see me shred. And in the middle, I'm I'm wearing a tie. And in the middle of the shred, I have to take my hand, move the tie, so I can keep on going. It's fun. <laughs> so good. Links Ross, to the show. thanks. Thanks yeah, for jumping thanks, in, guys. Here, Ross. Good to see you. Great Congratulations stuff. on this book, by the way. You've got. Oh, yeah. Thank you. You, you, that thing is taking on a life of its own. I'm kind of regretting turning you down on it, but, <laughs> but good work. Congratulations. Are Thank you. Are you going to do this every year? I don't know. Uh, I'm going to say it's a lot of I'm, work. I'm leaning I, towards, uh, maybe <laughs> it is. Okay. It's a lot of work That's to do. Each yeah. Year. And it, this, this year, it seems like it's had more of a life of its own than in years past. Like it's, and I'm wondering if I should just do do it as a book and not as a blog post still, yeah, so that it's right. a little bit less work. But right. um, yeah. I don't know. I it's it's just like let's see what's what what's on the horizon. But yeah, figure it out as you go. <laughs> I've been Congrats. doing the predictions for seven years, so this yeah. is the second year that I've done it as a, as a book. Well, I definitely will not turn you down the next time you ask me for. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> for a recommendation. So. Uh, you thought it wasn't going to be any good, so you're no, like, eh, I just didn't. I was just like, ah, I just uh, you. You got. You, I've got. You know, you've got <laughs> to bigger fish to fry. So, Ross, thanks for jumping in. Good to see. All you. right, thanks, guys. All right, take care. See you. So, um, Jim, here we go. Finally, I think. Yes, there's the smooth transition, Dave. Smooth thank transition. <laughs> uh, yes, thank you. Just explain that I'm transitioning now. Um, hey, everybody, we're going to transition to the end. Yeah. Uh, what's coming up on uh, Home Gadget Geeks? Yeah, so Erin Lawrence, she's a, a Canadian tech blogger, I think is is uh, is her site. Um, she comes on once a quarter. I should ha- I should have that memorized as often as she's on the show. I should have that memorized. Um, we talk about robot vacuum cleaners and monitors. So if you're, she's tested out a bunch of monitors. She's doing a really great job. Uh, it'll be posted a little bit later today or maybe tomorrow. HomeGadgetGeeks.com. And on the School of Podcasting, I can't decide. Uh, I've had a lot of people uh, ask for my opinion on the Podcast Academy removing Daniel J. Lewis. Todd and Rob covered it. They did a good job of covering it. It's a fun subject that could get me in a lot of hot water. uh, And it doesn't really have to do with podcasting. So I might talk about that. um, Or you'll hear Danny Pena. Um, cause that's a really good interview. Danny had the stuff that is happening to Danny is like, he had the president of a company want to meet him because of his podcast. Nice. That doesn't happen too often. No. So, no. Cool. but, uh, enjoy your Saturday. Uh, Oh, speaking of that next Saturday, 
the 21st, um, I may be coming to you from a hotel room. I'll definitely not be here. I'll okay. be in Allentown, Pennsylvania. So if you're in Allentown, Pennsylvania, uh, let me know. But I'm going over there Friday to see a play with a friend in it. So uh, that's what's going on. Um, are you teasing an episode where you do an update on all the gear and tools you use but never actually did it? I thought I did. But I'll check. Randy, thank you for that. Uh, but uh, we'll see you next week. Take care. Take care.